Do you know what coffee prefer Italians? Have you ever visited Greece for a Christmas holiday? Did you have a dream to see the Great Barrier Reef? If you answered yes for any of these questions when you are ready to travel, take a seat and discover the world with us. Hello, dear listeners. We are very glad to meet you again in our Experience the World program. And today we continue exploring Europe. Today we are Julia and Irina, like last week. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to say like always, but not. These two weeks are totally ours weeks. And today we are moving from the eastern part of Europe to the western. And we will try to take you to some unknown paths which tourists maybe don't know about, or maybe you will be surprised. But I dare say that I actually have more northern passes. I mean, it's a part of Western Europe, but today I would like to go to the north parts. I will take you to Faroe Islands and to the north of Spain. That's my little spoiler for you guys. Hmm. It's interesting because I have information about north part of Europe too, about not so popular touristic route, but actually it worth to visit. And let me start. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. But dear listeners, we really didn't plan this northern traveling, but you can see how it works. So, let's go. What place will be the first one? The first place is southern Sweden, a land of deserted beaches, cozy towns, organic farms and trendy restaurants. It's much closer to Copenhagen than to Stockholm. Even getting here is easier via Denmark. This is a quiet European province for a quiet summer vacation without grand sightseeings and crowds, but with a great environment and well-established infrastructure for recreation. The name of this provincia is Skåne. Skåne is the southernmost province of Sweden. It's often referred to by its obsolete Latin name Skenia, but I prefer Skåne too. <laughs> uh. I think I've heard this name, but it's more connected to Ikea. But as we know, the founder of Ikea was from Sweden, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes. yes. So I remember some furniture called Skåne. So it seems a bit familiar to me. <laughs> Maybe because he used actually yes, names yes. of uh, geographical mm -hmm. objects. So nice. Let's move on to Skåne. Skåne surrounded on three sides by seas, the Baltic and the Straits of Orisun and Kattegat. 1,250,000 people live there. It's actually 13 percent of the population of the whole Swedish kingdom and I think you can know some major cities of Skåne, Malmö, oh, yeah, sure. Helsingborg, Lund, Kristianstad, Landskrona. Malmö is very popular for those people who like the bridge series. Yeah. It's a Swedish series, I one of my favorite, uh -huh. and I can recommend it. So, Skåne, the closest part of the Scandinavian peninsula to the rest of Europe. The Eresund Bridge, opened 17 years ago, connects Skåne with Copenhagen and Denmark. 
as I said, it's uh, closer to go to mm-hmm. Denmark. Went to Stockholm from there. Skåne in general was controlled by the Danes from many centuries and only fell to Sweden in 1658 after another Danish-Swedish war. Danish traces, Danish Vikings, fortresses, castles of Danish aristocrats and the names of Danish kings in the names of cities they founded are everywhere. Linguists even believe that the Scanian dialect, which is spoken in the local hinterland, is still closer to Danish than to Swedish. Skåne has its own university city, Lund, where one of the oldest and largest academic institutions in Northern Europe is located. It's mini Hollywood, Istat, <laughs> with a film school, a film studio, as well as its cosmopolitan capital, Malmö, almost half of the population of which are immigrants in the first or second generation. Skåne would not be a real Sweden if everything was not fought out and therefore it's a good destination for a family trip. Skåne is also suitable for those who like to ride a bike or take a walk with a backpack on vacation. There are bike tracks and trails throughout the province. There are roads for several hours and there are roads for several weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to get yeah. Yes, to go to deep <laughs> to Skåne, yeah. you can use both roads. Mm. For example, Skåne-Leden Trail, which is a thousand kilometers long, is divided into 89 separate sections. And most segments can be reached not only by car, but also by bus or train. At all this fishing excellent golf courses, amusement parks, yacht marinas, stables, caves. In general, you can't call South of Sweden a boring place. Skåne is also ideal for car travel. The distances are small and the activities are numerous. Here you can swim on a sandy beach, watch rare birds and feed deer in the national parks, eat lunch at a restaurant on an organic farm, visit a virtual state, drink coffee in a fishing harbor, climb into a weekend fortress or a lighthouse, wander around the quarter of the future and spend the night in a medieval castle. I can say that for me, Skåne is an authentic place with beautiful landscapes, great ecology, traditional Swedish bright houses, Vikings villages, and I think that nature lovers will like it. Yeah, I also think so. But maybe only one thing can scare the tourists. I think there is not as warm, maybe, as we can expect. So, I mean, it's Scandinavia, Sweden. So, I think you should be prepared for this trip take your woolen sweaters and especially in summertime it's nice and uh-huh. uh, it's actually the warmest region in Sweden and especially in the summer it will mm. not be a problem and uh, as I read spring is nice there too so I think really the most winter. scary thing is prices there <laughs> oh, because yeah, Scandinavia yeah. is a really expensive region yeah I believe so prepare your wallets and still I think some maybe warm clothes also will be useful but still yes first tip take all your money with you <laughs> okay if you loved this part of sweden i think you will love another interesting and mysterious earth i will try to make your acquaintance with faroe islands to be honest uh, before i watched uh, one our famous tv shows travel shows i have never heard about this place and i've decided after that to find 
some more information. People say that there are very little piece of information in the internet, but I can say that I've found very much. And today I really want to make a dream because this place is also, I would like to say, not for rich tourists, but you really have to save some money for this traveling as this place is rather far from the big earth and of course lots of items there are very expensive. But also I will try to show the beauty of this savage and silent northern beautiful place. So let's move to Faroe Islands. In some general facts there are 18 islands and in one island there are living only 12 people if you can imagine. Mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I will tell a bit later about this small village on this island. So Faroe Islands are mysterious islands in the Atlantic Ocean and they are located between Denmark Iceland and Scotland. The Euro, these islands belong to Denmark, but they are de facto absolutely independent. And even they have their own money. And by the way, Faroe's crowns are the most beautiful banknotes and coins in all the world. So I can say for myself, I have a small collection of different coins and banknotes from different countries. And that's the first reason I would like to visit Faroe Islands one day. But of course not only this fact is interesting also I will share some more information. So as you said, Skåne is uh, an eco-touristic mm -hmm. friendly place. Yeah, yeah. The Faroe Islands will be also kind of that because you will find there only beautiful green landscapes and small ships and just savage beauty of this nature so you will be really happy to visit this unusual place. Here on the Faroe Islands, you will find the oldest wooden house in all the Europe. This house is located in Kirkeburg and this house was built in the 11th century. Actually, the owner of this house is still alive. His name is Jonas and he is the 17th generation owner of this house. There you will find a small museum and the rest part of the house is belonged to Jonas. I've said that there are 18 islands and from different sources they say that they are living from 17,000 people to 50,000 people. So let's say it's about 30,000 people who live on this island and they include actually 77 nationalities. So some of them are native Faroese's people, some of them have some mix in their blood. Interesting fact that entrance doors are not locked in the cities and uh, to be honest there are no criminals in these islands they have only one prison and you can get into prison only if you drive in being a bit drunk so you will be absolutely in safety in this place and then you can ask me what should we do there maybe it's so grimy there because actually it's the northern part of the ocean and these people have lack of sun you 
you will get into dark part of the ocean with fogs, with rains and with dark grey sea, with dark grey ocean around you. But for these people, the most important things are, as they say, silence, dimension and stability. So I think that these people overcame this coronavirus situation with less losses because they are used to live like that. Like maybe not in isolation, but they are living in this close community. Everyone knows each other and only one crime which can happen just if your ship will be lost uh, in the night and will not come home. So really that's the most uh, friendly and open people. They live this style of village life. So you will really love this patience and this kindness of these people. But I think the main reason is to go there, it's still nature. Yes. I saw pictures thrown there and it's really inspiring. And I would like to go there one day actually because really north of uh, Europe, it's very interesting region for me. It's expensive. I understand it. I understand that I need to save money first of all. Yes, yes. But it's still my big dream. Yes, you are right. The nature is amazing because you will have an opportunity to visit all the islands because each island has its own beauty and its own feature. So, for example, island Borio, the main fishing port. So, if you love seafood, you will find there the best seafood. You will try everything from just fishes to crabs, meat and other stuff. I'm still afraid to imagine how much is it. (laughs) I know that if you have money, you can even... (laughs) Yeah, sure. You can even rent a trail and then you will go into the open ocean and you will fishing yourself and I'm sure it will be unforgettable memories. So if you have money, guys, (laughs) just try it. I really, I strongly believe that one day I will be able to go there and to see all this by my own eyes. But okay, if you don't like the seafood, you can visit the island of Österio and this island full of the beautiful fjords and the highest mountain called Sletaratindur and you really must go to the top of this mountain because when I was watching the videos and the pictures. I was dreaming that I was an ancient Viking maybe moving uh, on the ocean, on my boat and really all these sceneries and landscapes are breathtaking. So lots of small islands you really should visit but not only visiting it for nature but also you can try there some interesting dishes of local cuisine because all of you know now that I'm a real food lover and if you love some exotic stuff you can try famous Leberlanese sausages which made by Oystero family and they are well-known businessmen actually they are living on Faroe Islands and they make this type of sausages they are cooked only from old lamb's meat. So that's a secret. I don't know why, but we should try ourselves. And old lamb's meat. Old lamb's meat. Hmm. Yes. So I'm not a big lover. Actually, it means maybe the most experienced one. So I don't know, but we should try. But the smell is not good. <laughs> um, I know that they have some secret to avoid the smell, and I watched in the video that they make special sauce from the beer. So. 
mm. yes, the smell is going Beer out. always helps. Yes. <laughs> and also, who loves something sweet? You can try their famous rhubarb jam. As you can understand, it's made from the rhubarb and the local people call it rhubarbi jam. They eat it with fat cream and that's the most famous dessert for these people. So, as we see, you will find there not this kind of touristic attractions and touristic entertainments, but more this beauty of nature, of wildlife. And if you want to avoid crowds of people, you really will love this place. You will be able to speak only to the ships, to the local people, <laughs> and that's all. And at the final of your way, you can visit this island on which only 12 people live. And actually, they live very well. They have stable internet, they have electricity, but to be honest, they don't have any school or any hospital there. So I don't know how they survive, but it seems that these but people... are they uh, relatives? Uh, seems to be, yes, <laughs> as I understood. I mean, where they find new people I mean, uh, to create yes. family? <laughs> it is still a question, because I've read some other information and I don't want to go deeply into this question. I'm not sure. But let's pretend that we don't know. I won't be I just uh, mean maybe we sure. have a chance to go there and to stay there to live <laughs> because they need, need, they need new, new blood. Yes, yeah. maybe, yes. Fresh maybe. blood, new people. Why not? But as I know, uh, they live there only in winter, like uh, maybe they spend their time somewhere on the islands in the summer. But in winter, they have no choice and they live there. So, yes, still this place is so beautiful, but has its own strange things. I think we just should check it by ourselves and then we can say, is it the truth or not. So let's go further. We will go to the north again, but more to the south. We will go to German. And mm. actually, we will not talk about beautiful nature. We will talk about Dusseldorf. Mm -hmm. It's time to see the city. Yes, because I really like this city, but it's not so popular and a lot of people don't like it. I'm just going to try to change maybe people's mind and to talk about positive sides of Düsseldorf. So Düsseldorf is the capital and the second largest city of the most populous German state of North Rhine-Westphalia after Köln and the seventh largest city in Germany. Düsseldorf is giant industrial city, is different from most gingerbread European towns. It's one of the top five cultural, economic and political cities in Germany. It is home to the largest banks, factories, head offices of well-known companies two harbors and numerous higher education institutions. The population of city is more than 600,000 inhabitants, but many more people live in the agglomeration. Dusseldorf is famous for its unusual architecture. Old Gothic buildings are neighboring to modern buildings in the high-tech style. Oh, I love architecture. And the old part of Dusseldorf, Altstadt, is a great great place to explore traditional German architecture and fun walks. It's the center of the city and the main historical attraction. There are about 300 bars and restaurants, Aww. so this place is often called the longest bar in the world. 
In the evenings, locals and visitors gather here to enjoy the legendary German beer varieties Pilsner and Altbier. The Royal Alley is the main street in Düsseldorf, and the parallel Heinrich Gene Alley is called Kör by locals. And in the middle of the street is a canal with uh, swans, I can mm. say, <laughs> as if dividing it into two worlds. On of the west side financial offices and on the east favorite residence and tourist shops. Mm -hmm. In addition, it's on of the Boulevard Henrich Gene what many mass celebrations take place. And also I would like to pay attention that Germany is one of the world's centers of electronic music and Düsseldorf is no exception. Nightlife boils there. Mm. And I really hope that Connect Festival will take place this year autumn there because as we hope some events can yeah, finally uh, <laughs> will take place in autumn yeah, <laughs> and maybe even in the second half of August, who knows? But we still hope. And uh, I think Düsseldorf is really interesting city. You can feel the spirit of German there. I mean modern German. So uh -huh. yes, we don't talk about gingerbread towns. And it's not about uh, crowds of tourists. Mm -hmm. It's not about souvenirs uh, on the each step. But you can feel like real German there. Mm -hmm. And I was there. And uh, when I was there last time, I had an Airbnb apartment and really I felt a little bit like... Uh, oh, you are the local. <laughs> local person, yeah, who lived there. And I walked a lot and I don't know, I think it's really worth to visit. Yeah, if it's more modern than we are used to watch these old cities, as we say, because I think each big city has this old part with the church, with the main square, with the main streets. Yes, it's nice but sometimes we really want to watch something new and something modern and yes i have never been to germany so let's go to germany and then after germany we can move to another interesting place with kind of modern cities too i'm talking about the north of spain this mysterious and magical basque country as they call themselves pei basco Pei Basco is located in northern Spain on the coast of the Cantabrian Sea or the Bay of Biscay. And this place borders in the east with France. The sea there, of course, will be cooler. So if you are fond of swimming, this place um, is not for you. This place is more for surfers who ride there on boards and even in winter, I would like to say. The place is rather mountainous and nature looks contrast to the center and the south of Spain. The nature there is more rich and more green. Love natures, you will also love this place. But I I say that I loved this place just by mm, pictures and by reading some information because uh, this place really is very interesting and has some mystic image because nobody knows who are these uh, interesting people, Basques. Basques speak their special Basque language and this language doesn't look like other regional languages, Catalan, Galician, Spanish, so it's absolutely different. The history of the origin of these people also is very vague and full of gaps. 
What we know about Basques, for many years, they enjoyed their special rights and autonomy with respect to the Spanish crown. And during the civil war, they even proclaimed their independent state. But it lasted only for one year. And one more interesting fact, we can say that, in fact, there are more nationalists in the Basque country, so everyone loves their own nation. But unlike the Catalans, most Basques don't want to separate from Spain. And for now, in principle, they feel happy with everything. And now this place is very rich and industrialized region of Spain. So what are the most interesting attractions there? Of course, a lot of beautiful cities. And first of them, I would like to advise you to visit San Sebastian or in the regional Donostia, San Sebastian. It's the favorite resort city of General Franco and the Spanish kings. It's located along the coast near the border with France. And here you will find the most picturesque beaches. So if you want to have long walks along the seashore, you will find it here. Also, it's worth to visit San Juan de Gasteluguache. I hope that my pronunciation is okay. This place has a chapel on the Iceland and to this top leads about 237 steps and you can get to this place from Bilbao. The most interesting about this place, this chapel is settled on the Cape and when I was watching these pictures I really was imagining this beautiful picture that a lot of people are going there like uh, if you remember from Mamma Mia film this shot when all the wedding procession oh, mm-hmm. yes, yes was coming <laughs> to the top and it really looks amazing so if you want to watch these unforgettable sceneries from the top you should go there but of course the pearl of this Basque country is Bilbao. Bilbao is the largest industrial center of the Basque country and it's a modern one. It's more modern, I can say, than maybe even Barcelona or Madrid because it impresses our imagination with its Guggenheim Museum of Modern Art and other sites full of this type of modern architecture. As you know, also, I'm a lover of watching architecture and I'm not strong in it, but of course, I will be able to distinguish baroque style from modern and you should really just imagine that the bronze shell the curving body the collecting photons of lights and amuses the townspeople. This museum building resembles an alien ship and it really looks very unusual. And there are only five of these museums, as we know, and one of them is settled in Bilbao. And the atmosphere is absolutely amazing there. And you will find the most interesting exhibitions there, of course, and other stuff. So for lovers of modern art, it's the must-see place, I will dare say. Also, for food lovers, the Basque country is must-visit for people who adore eating. And in Bilbao, you will find the most delicious appetizers called pinchers. Pinchers are such small sandwiches, maybe canapes for drinks in various, various variations. You will find it with seafood, with fish, with jamon, with tortilla, cheese, everything, really almost everything. Some of bars have different pinches specializing. For example, you will find 
pinchos only with cheese. And even you will find the bar called eclair, for example, where all the pinchers will be in the form of eclairs will all the possible savory feelings. We can really say that bars in Bilbao, it's another type of sites are deserved to be in visit. And coming back to architecture, another attraction of Bilbao, of course, will be the Biscay Bridge, as local people say, Puente de Biscaya. This is a suspension bridge with a mobile ferry. And you will think that it's a miracle of modern engineering, but to be honest, it's a miracle of 19th century engineering, because this bridge was built by one of the students of Gustav Eiffel. And the idea of building such uh, a bridge was to just connect the suburbs called Portugalale and Getxo. And the idea was to connect them without disturbing the movement of ships to the port of Bilbao. So I really advise you to take this special ferry at sunset maybe of the day because the colors of the city and colors of the sky are really amazing. And I believe that this riding kind of suspended gondola will be more interesting than a typical gondola tour somewhere in Venice. So just imagine you are somewhere in the sky and you are flying with this suspended gondola. So the ferry itself overcomes this distance between two banks in just one minute and a half. So short ride, but you will like it, definitely like. And for nature lovers, nature and hiking lovers, I will advise to climb the Mount Archanda, the highest mountain in this place of Bilbao. And of course, you will find there this breathtaking looks of the city, landscapes surrounding by the mountains and the beautiful, beautiful bay. So as we see, everyone will find something special for themselves, nature lovers, food lovers, lovers of modern art and architecture. I really was mm, so amused when I was reading this information and I was excited. So I really want to go there and to see it all by my own eyes. I have been in Spain uh, twice, but uh, both of times I was in Ibiza ah. and one <laughs> yeah. time I was in Barcelona, but uh, Spain is really a must-visit place and I really thinking about to do it this year. Yes. Of course, again, <laughs> if you will be yes. lucky yes. again. But you mentioned France uh -huh. and I think we can finish our program with French region Normandy. Mm -hmm. Sounds interesting. You know, we had this special tour for our listeners. So from Sweden to France, I can say it maybe will be... Route, a good actually. route, yes. <laughs> so let's note. So uh, Normandy is a historical region located in the northwest of France, consisting of two regions, Upper and Lower Normandy. This area is known for its farms, apple plantations and dairy industry, primarily cheeses, camembert, Livaro, Point Levesque. <laughs> the main cities of the region are Cannes, Cherbourg, Evreux, Rouen, Gaur, Idiop. Sounds very beautiful and exotic. I'm sorry for my French <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> and I think But everyone let's be will understand. Russian in this case. Yeah. So, the French region of Normandy is primarily associated with the sea, picturesque rural landscapes and centuries-old history. In addition to the beautiful nature of Normandy, it's also famous for its magnificent centuries 
centuries old architectural heritage. In the capital of the province of Rouen, full of masterpieces of Gothic architecture, to this day preserved quarters of the Middle Ages. Every year millions of tourists come here to see the most beautiful architecture monument in Europe, the Abbey of Saint Michel, built on a rocky island. Also very popular are the monasteries of Jumesh and Caen, the cathedrals of Bayeux and Coutances, and of course the castle of Richard the Lionheart in Les Andels on the Seine. Also worth nothing are the Manet Gardens in Giverny and the world-famous Impressionist collection in Le Havre. Traveling long distances into the interior of the province, you should pay attention to the luxurious mansions that are built along country roads, created half of wood, half of brick. As for gourmets in Normandy, they will be able to fully enjoy a variety of local cheeses, such as camembert, as well as try Normandy brandy calvados, mm. apple cider, and of course appreciate the unsurpassed seafood dishes. Now I feel I want to have <laughs> the second lunch, yeah. The cuisine of Normandy is quite diverse and based primarily on the richness of the local nature, but the main emphasis is on dairy products. And I would like to mention Etreta mm -hmm. is uh, best known for its uh, chalk cliffs, including three natural arcs and a pointed formation called Laquille or the Needle, which rises 70 meters above the sea. These cliffs are the associated resort beach attracted artists, including Boudin, Gustave Coubert and Claude Manet. And uh, why this place is special for me? Because I was planning to visit it. But unfortunately, when I was in Paris, I got sick and mm. I stayed there. And it's good that I didn't buy any tickets, train tickets. Yeah. Because usually I do it in advance. I don't know why I didn't this time do it the this sign. time. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I felt something. So unfortunately, Normandy for me is still a secret. It's a close box yeah. but I hope to open it in the nearest future because really if you see the pictures of Etreta especially it's really beautiful and you can see the end of world there oh, because yeah. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> landscapes and La Manche between uh, France and United Kingdom so it's uh, definitely worth to visit those places yeah I think uh, today we really we had unplanned route because we didn't prepare it like okay Rina what are you gonna to talk about just we've chosen these places and each of these places deserve to visit it to see with your own eyes because I'm sure that Sweden is so beautiful with its like still and very silent beauty but full of something special uh, the Faroe Islands are so mysterious and full of strange things with these black small houses with green grass roofs then we are moving to Germany 
and not these historical parts of Germany, but to rather modern city, Düsseldorf, with this, as you said, long, long, long bars road. And I really would like to visit it to watch with my own eyes and to try some appetizers or German beer, of course. And then we are moving to Spain, but not typical Spain. It's something strange, something unusual with unusual architecture and with unusual people. And we are finishing in France, in French coast. Yeah, why not? It really sounds beautiful, romantic and very, very exotic, I think. Very, very special and original. It was good summing up, Julia. (laughs) So we should remember these routes because when we plan our next travelings, we really should remember these feelings. And I was totally dreaming about all these places when you were talking and I was preparing really I was totally there already in this island in these places and I'm still sad that we are not able to go there right now but we will but, but we, we will, will yes. and we will go there definitely yes and you dear listeners can join us yes in this uh, beautiful and expiring trip yeah So, thank you. You were with us again in this Experience the World program. And today in the studio for you were your guides, were beautiful guides. <laughs> yeah, of, us. of course. And modest, Irina yeah. <laughs> and Julia. See you later. See you in a week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for traveling with us. We are looking for a new journey. Listen to our Experience the World program every Wednesday from 17 to 18 on Mushtar FM 89.6.